Blog Talk Radio. Championship Boxing, and today we are talking about the Ring Magazine 2017 Awards, and I'm joined once again by Juan Silva. What's up, man? Hey, good afternoon, Logan. Good afternoon, Fight Fans, as we do our annual comparison of our awards versus the Ring Magazine Awards. Yes, indeed, and the we're how, how close were we here? Well, we got uh, out of, let me see right now, let me count it up, let me count it up. They got a seven. We got we, we we agreed on a three. So a couple of the awards it could have gone either way. So I mean, I, I I only have one complaint with their awards, and we'll say that'll be the first thing we talk about. But we look at, we're going to be looking at event of the year, upset of the year, comeback fight of the year, knockout of the year, round of the year, fight of the year, and fighter of the year. And the first one we'll talk about is the event of the year. Our choice was the Floyd Mayweather-Conor McGregor fight. Ring Magazine chose our runner-up, the Canelo Triple G fight, as the event of the year. And I have a huge, I have a, I, I, I don't agree with this at all. This is one, this is the only so award don't you think, I have a don't huge you think problem it was, with it. Don't you think it was because they they didn't think it was like a real boxing match? It was like a bullshit That's fight? That's probably why. Let me look at what they say in the magazine. You know what, I didn't, I didn't read. I didn't read the, the article in itself. Ba, 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 ba. What did Ring Magazine said? Uh, no, they talk about. Okay, here it is. You, you hit the nail on the head. Perhaps a little of this had something to do with Mayweather and Conor McGregor's boxing match in quotes that was more exhibition than competition. Yeah, and and he carried him for ten rounds. You know, he kind of. But if he, you look at the if you look at the buzz. Yeah, the buzz was the incredible. Money, and the money that was made in that fight, I mean, Floyd took home over a hundred million over a hundred million dollars. Conor McGregor took over fifty million dollars, while Canelo and Triple G, while a great fight, and did good box office. It did very good. Pay per view numbers and closed circuit movie theaters around the country. It wasn't a pimple on Floyd and Connor's fight because all over the all over the world they did five million buys worldwide, four yeah. million in the United States, the second highest highest gross pay per view in the history of pay per view, other than uh, Mayweather Pacquiao. Yes, yeah, uh, you're right. I mean, it was definitely the event. I think a lot of boxing purists just were very prejudicial against the fight and for right. and, and and they are and it, it even goes back to, to media because when Jim Lampley did his year of the year uh year end awards on the fight game on HBO, he didn't mention Floyd Mayweather at all. And then when he listed the number of great fighters that retired in two thousand and seventeen, he purposely omitted Floyd Mayweather's name because Floyd Mayweather said that would be his last fight. And that he was officially retired, 
didn't mention that. So a lot of boxing pundits, experts, publications, uh, media outlets other than Showtime have acted like this fight never never occurred. Like this was <laughs> like this didn't happen. Which I mean, come on, you can't say that. Over five million people worldwide saw this fight. Would you say that it hurt boxing or it helped boxing? It couldn't have hurt boxing. I, I don't see how could I could have hurt boxing. I mean, it made a lot of money for those involved in that fight, and it made a lot of money for the fight game that night. Yeah, I mean, I think it probably brought in some fight fans from UFC, you know? I mean, um, who knows? But uh, we'll see. Uh, so that is the event of the year. That now. is their event of the year. Canelo Alvarez versus, versus Triple G. Uh, the rematch has been signed for May 5th. And um, I expect a better fight than the first fight because you know, while I had Triple G winning, I thought he would have knocked out Canelo if he went to the body. He did not go to the body at all, which, which I mean, he – he, he he labels himself as this Mexican-type fighter, this Russian fighter who fights Mexican, but yet he fails to go to Canelo's body. Had he gone to Canelo's body, the times he had Canelo up on the rope, he probably would have KO'd Canelo. Well, we'll see what happens in the rematch. I, I expect a better fight because I expect Triple G to, to go to that body, forcing Canelo to exchange, and which should <laughs> result in lightning. So you predicting Triple G winning? Well, I didn't say that. I predicted a better fight. I still haven't decided who I think is going to win the okay. fight. Remember, Triple G would be a year older when he gets in the ring that night. Yeah, and I, and I have a feeling uh, Canelo is going to change up his game too, so we might see a different um, plan there. I feel like he, he – I don't think he fought a smart fight uh, in that last no, one. No, he moved too much. Yeah, he was trying to outbox him or something. I don't yeah. know. Um, so, so, but in terms of power, I mean, do you think that they match up pretty, pretty well? I do. Think, think they both have incredible chins and uh, punching power. Triple, Triple G has the better punching power, without a doubt. Okay. All right. So, uh, what's next here? All right. Then we go to the comeback fighter of the comeback fighter of the year. Our pick was Antonio DeMarco, and I cannot disagree. With the ring's pick, the ring had a very solid pick in Saddam Ali, who upset Miguel Cotto, Miguel Cotto's final fight in Madison Square Garden two months ago. So no one was predicting that? Oh, no. Cotto was a huge favorite. Saddam, okay. even though he's only 29 years old, has been written off. I wrote him off. After he lost to Jesse Vargas back in 2016, I thought his career was over. Huh. And uh, was it? But was this more of uh, Cotto being shot than uh, Ali being the man? No, it, it also it, it, it was two factors. Cotto also injured his shoulder midway through the fight. Okay. So for the second half of the fight, Ali was fighting basically a one-on fighter, and Ali was landing shots on Cotto. Cotto couldn't protect himself. Ali should have knocked out Cotto. He staggered Cotto several times and showed Cotto too much respect. Now. You're fighting Cotto in Madison Square Garden. Even though Ali's from Brooklyn, Cotto's in Madison Square Garden. That's Cotto country, all right? Madison Square Garden has always been Cotto's country. He's one of the biggest fighters, most popular fighters ever to fight in Madison Square Garden, the mecca of boxing. You got to go for the kill. He had to have known something was up because Cotto wasn't Cotto. Right. But he didn't, he didn't, uh, he, he just won a decision, right? 
Yeah, he won a decision. Yeah, a well-deserved decision. I, I had him winning. I had him winning quite easily because the second half of the, other than the last round when Cotto was desperate and that round could have gone either way because Ali was landing some hellacious shots. Cotto was going after it in the last round, but he didn't have enough. He didn't have enough firepower. Plus, he only had one good shoulder. Who's Saddam Ali going to fight next? Well, right now he's the WBO junior middleweight champion. Um, he's trying to get a fight with uh, and that fight probably will. Amir Khan is fighting a stiff named Phil LaGreco, and look for Amir Khan to fight Saddam Ali later on this year for that bogus WBO junior middleweight title. Damn, man, that guy's still hanging on. Huh? Okay, yeah, so yeah. yeah, China Chin Khan is still around. Yeah. <laughs> he's now the like next. The... Now this seg- this seg- segues to the next award. Which yeah. I disagree with, but I understand why they they gave it to him. They, they our upset of the year, our upset of the year was Jeff Horn's controversial twelve round decision over Manny Pacquiao last July. The Ring Magazine gave the award to Saddam Ali's upset victory over Miguel Cotto. The same fight we talk about, where the where the second half of the fight it was all Saddam Ali, and I understand why they probably came to this conclusion. Because it was a bullshit decision. It was a decisive decision. Horn did not win that fight against Pacquiao. That was bullshit. Right. I I cannot argue with the ring's selection of Saddam Ali's victory over Kodo because that was a clear-cut, well-earned decision and upset. There you go. And uh, they also had a runner-up, the uh, Roman Gonzalez, um, getting beaten by uh, Ring Vizai. Yeah, well, that, that fight... Could have gone either way. I, I they probably gave it to Ali over Cotto because that fight also was razor thin, and just as many people thought Chocolatito won as as did as they thought Rung 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 won. Okay, and but you still think um, Roman should um, get the fuck out? He needs he to retire. Be, yeah, he needs to retire because he got knocked the fuck out. He needs to retire. Their rematch. He was stretching out. He laid there on the canvas for too long. He he's taking too much punishment. He he needs to retire, but he's not. He's negotiating for a comeback fight. Oh man, he he's not even thirty years old yet, but he's shot. He's shot. He's still a good fighter, but uh, yeah. Yeah, he's but not, he cannot he beat be. the type. He can't beat guys on his level. When you can't beat guys on your level, time to, time go. to go. Time to go. Okay, what's next? All right, round of the year. All round of the year was the was the fifth round between Vladimir Klitschko and Anthony Joshua, in which Joshua dropped Klitschko, and then Klitschko came back and staggered Joshua towards the end of the round. Yeah, fun round. Rick, great round. But Ring Magazine, I totally forgot about this round because it was on the undercard of, of Deontay Wilder's uh, beating of Ger- Ger- uh, Gerald Washington. Dominic Brazil... And Izugbe Ugano's third round was a classic third round in which both men took hellacious shots. Brazil dropped him. Ugano uh, came back and staggered him. And then Brazil staggered him at the end of the round. A great rock'em, sock'em, robot, robot round. So I cannot disagree with that round. Joshua Klitschko was one of the runner-ups. I have to disagree with one of their runner-ups. They had the Rungvisai. Chocolatito uh, rematch, the fourth round when Chocolatito got knocked out as one of the runner-ups. 
How could you have a one-sided round as a as a possible round of the year? That get the that fight was a one-sided beating. No. So so yeah, a round of the year should be like where somebody comes back. Where both where they both stagger each other, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, and so, what about um, Alvarez in the twelfth round with Golovkin? I mean, that was pretty. That good, was right? what. That was one of the runner-ups as well. And that yeah. was a great round because Canelo was desperate in that round. And if Canelo would have fought that round like the rest of the fight, he could have outpointed him. <laughs> yeah, so that might be a glimpse into the next fight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Canelo was he didn't land in one hellacious combination after another in that in that twelfth round. Great, great round. I guess he was just. Throwing it to the wind there. Um, so then we have uh, what? And so the next three categories are the three categories that both Ring and, and we agreed on. The next category is the knockout of the year, which was that great, great, great knockout that David Lemieux did at Curtis Stevens when Stevens was like he was dead. <laughs> One of the greatest left hooks in the last 10 years. Now, David Lemieux is a very one-dimensional fighter. Whenever he comes up in class, he gets his ass kicked, like like he did against Triple G and like he did last December against Billy Joe Saunders. He got his ass kicked in both those fights. And this fight against Curtis Stevens, Stevens is a little bit below Lemieux. Lemieux could beat those guys. Stevens is a one-dimensional fighter. Stevens has a tremendous left hook of his own. In the third round, they both were throwing left hooks at the same time. Stevens' left hook actually landed before Lemieux's but had nothing on him. Use left hook, put Stevens almost into a fucking coma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had to be taken out in a stretcher. Uh, hey, yeah, yeah, take his mouthpiece out the whole night. A spectacular left hook. It probably will be the biggest highlight of the Muse career as he's a fucking journeyman right now. Right now, I remember a good a good knockout of Mikey Garcia. Um, oh, that was like... a spectacular knockout. Brooklyn last uh, January over Dijon Slatikakin. And he too had to be stretched out the building. That was one of my runner ups, and that was one of Ring Magazine's runner ups. Okay, uh, another great it. another great knockout. Great African fighter named Zolani Petty. Eleven second knockout and the dude the dude was on the canvas for maybe uh Three rounds equivalent to being knocked out in 11 seconds uh, when he knocked out Zivoniso Gonya. Spectacular first. The quickest knockout in title fight history, 11 seconds. Man, he just caught him, huh? That's it. So, and uh, that was it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's next here? So now we go to the fight of the year, which both Ring Magazine and World Championship Boxing agreed. The classic, classic Anthony Joshua and Vladimir Klitschko, April 29th of last year, in front of 90,000 people in London, England. So where would you rank that of an all-time great heavyweight fight? Well, the greatest heavyweight fight of all time was the Thriller Manila, Ali versus Frazier. Then you'd have to say the first Ali-Frazier fight is probably the second greatest, the fight in New York. The fight, March 8th, 1971, would be number two in my book. You got Ron Lyle versus George Foreman from oh, January yeah. 1976. That was a tremendous fight. Then you got the first Riddick Bowe versus Evander Holyfield fight. Fight that We talked about all these fights on the archives. Check them out. Then you have 
in my opinion, I, I, I mentioned oh the uh, the June 9th, 1978 teen round war, just tremendous fight in the 15th round, the greatest 15th round in my opinion in the history of boxing. Larry Holmes versus Ken Norton. Those fights were better than this fight. Uh, Joshua Klitschko, you can you can you can make an argument anywhere from six to ten, but those five fights are prohibitively greater fights than this Joshua Klitschko fight. But in the in the last like fucking what fifteen years maybe yeah probably... the, the, yeah it, it, this was the best heavyweight fight since Bo Holyfield the first fight right and right. that fight that fight happened back in. November of 1992. So the, this was the best heavyweight title fight in 25 years. Wow! So that's great. Yeah, and uh, we and the crowning of a of a new star, a huge star in uh, Anthony he, Joshua. He's, he's right now. He's the number one star in boxing. I mean, he's about to fight in six weeks. He's fighting uh, Joseph Parker with the three young lines of boxing: Parker, Klitschko, and Wild. I mean. Parker, Wilder, and Joshua. Parker's fighting Joshua the end of next month, and Wilder's fighting March 3rd against Luis, Luis Ortiz. Those are the four best fight, heavyweights in the world fighting each other in an unofficial tournament. So I we're believe 75,000 people have already paid, have already bought tickets for that uh, Joshua-Parker fight. But the money fight, of course, is Joshua it's, against... It's Joshua versus Wilder. Yeah, that's that's what I want to see, and uh, we, I guess we will see that if if they both are victorious. It only makes sense that both Showtime fighters. It only makes sense. Yeah, it's. I mean, I, I don't think the, why I they... think the hold up the hold up will be whether the fights in England or the fights in America. I think that's what the hold up's going to be. I think wherever you're going to put it, you're going to sell out whatever stadium you're in. Joshua would love for it to be in England. Wilder would would want it to be on neutral site, and um, right now I think that'll be the only holdup, and the money too, too, because Wilder's going to want fifty percent, and Joshua's going to want sixty-five to seventy percent. So look for the money and the venue to hold up this fight, as long as they win their fights next month. They got to win their fight. If either one loses next month, that fight's off the table. I know that would suck. Uh, so we'll talk, and their opponents are no walkovers. Luis Ortiz is a very good Cuban fighter. But he's a, a, a longer tooth. He's in his late 30s. So Wilder should be able to beat Ortiz. But anything's possible. Ortiz got hammers in both hands. In a heavyweight fight, he lands one of them shots. Wilder could be looking up at the light. And Joseph Parker's an excellent boxer. And Joshua's chitty. Joshua's chin is very shaky. Parker lands one of those right crosses. And that could also upset the apple cart. So you think Joshua has a, a weaker chin than um, than... Deontay? Well, Deontay's chin's have improved. But I've seen, I've seen Joshua get staggered two or three times by lesser opponents. Okay, so uh, where do we, we have here next? We have, and um, then we got the very final uh, award, and we both agree. Ring Magazine agreed with us. Fighter of the Year, and I don't, I don't even think this was close. Vasil Lomachenko, and I got to give Ring Magazine props. The last couple of years, they've been giving it to British fighters, and I had a sneaky suspicion they were going to give it to another British fighter this year. No, they didn't give it to Anthony Joshua. They gave it to the man, Lomachenko, who all he does is win, win easily, and make his make his opponents quit. And he's beaten some very good fighters, made them quit the last couple of years. Nicholas Water, 
Wallace and Guillermo Rigadal are two of my favorite fighters. Two guys, they're warriors. And they both couldn't, couldn't hit them, couldn't land shit, got their ass kicked, and instead of getting knocked out, sat on their corner and didn't, didn't come, out, come out quick. So this guy, I mean, is he an all-time great? I mean, does he stack up with? He, the... he is. He is an all-time great. We did a we did a great performance on his career. We only do that with all-time great. No, but I mean, in the in in the scheme of his weight class, will you put him on as number one, or where, where do you put? No, him? no, 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 no. He's he's he he might make the top five. He might make number five, but. Well, that's junior pretty good. <laughs> the greatest junior lightweight of all time was Floyd Mayweather. The number two is Alexis Arguello. These are legendary fighters. Lomachenko is just to surpass them as far as great. When I look at the greatest of each division, and um, shout out to my man Double G, as I continue to do my series, I did the greatest middleweights and greatest welterweights. It's not the greatest fighter that was in that weight class as far as skills go. It's a, that's just how great you were as a fighter. The people you beat in that weight class and how long you held the title and how long you dominated in that division. And in the history of the 130-pound division, Floyd Mayweather and Alexis Arguello dominated that, that and beat great fighters. Lomachenko beat two very good. He beat a great fighter, Rigadal, and a guy that could have been great, but he's done it, Nicholas Waters. Those wins do not stack up against what Floyd and Arguello did. Now, Lomachenko... Talent-wise is on Aguayo and Floyd's level, no doubt. Skill-wise, talent-wise. But he has not have, he does not have their resume at 130 pounds. And I look at resume because I rank Bernard Hopkins the fifth greatest middleweight of the world uh, in, in the history of boxing. He wasn't better stylistically, athletically, and talent-wise than James Tony and Roy Jones Jr., but Tony Roy Jones Jr. did not stay long as middleweights. That's why I put Hopkins there. And I didn't put Tony and in, 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 um, Jones there. So you think uh, Prime versus Prime, uh, then uh, Mayweather would have beat Lomachenko? It would have been a tremendous fight because Lomachenko would have made Mayweather fight. But Mayweather's defense of 130 pounds was the greatest defensive fight I ever saw in the history of boxing. And he'd have made Lomachenko miss all night. Lomachenko wouldn't be doing this bullshit where he's playing around and spinning you around, that shit's not going to work against 130-pound Floyd Mayweather. No. <laughs> All right. Well, we're. I guess uh, he's kind of cleaned out that division, so I don't know what's left for him, who's left yeah, for him. Yeah, well, he, he's negotiating to fight Jorge Linares, the ring and WBC lightweight champion, and that would be a good fight. I see Lomachenko winning, but Linares is not quitting. Uh, Linares won't land against Lomachenko, and it'll be a tough fight, cause, but I see Lomachenko beat Linares. And winning that in winning the the hundred and thirty five pound title. Nice. He's so, still got hundred and thirty pounds. There's no need for him to stay there. Yeah, yeah. He's gotta move up. Um he he just makes it look so easy too. I mean it's he he takes these all time these really great fighters and he, he just takes them apart. So he's defeated three very good to great fighters in the last few years and Gary Russell, Nicholas Waters, and Guillermo Ringendow. Um and he thoroughly defeated all three, made two of them quit. Now, has that fighter of the year ever run two years in a row? Yes. Evander Holyfield won back-to-back fighter of the years. Manny Pacquiao won, I believe, fighter of the year three times in a row. Uh, Joe Lewis has won back-to-back fighter of the years. 
So yes, that that and Ali, and Ali, right? I mean, hasn't he? Ali's won six times. Oh, but not I'm in not a row. Sure if, I'm not sure if he ever won back to back. He's won it six times. So he's so the, the is he the is, is he the leader? Is he yes. the leader? Yes, oh, okay. he's got six. Yes, he's the leader. So uh, they also had a few other categories here, like trainer of the year and uh, yeah, yeah, and I, I we we don't. We don't do those awards because trainer of the year is very subjective. There are so many trainers, so many good trainers. Um, they voted Derek James, and I'm looking at this list here. The only Hall of Famer on this list would be Virgil Hunter, and he's only he's only got real one great. His his greatest fighter retired in Andre Ward. I mean, he's Amir Khan's trainer and Andre Bertel's trainer. Wake me up, but uh, I mean, yeah. Um, and Derek James James trains one of the Charlo brothers. So I guess uh, Jamel Charlo. So I guess you know, you want you if if anybody earned that award, it would be Derek James. But I, I'm not in prospect of the year. I don't really look at prospects until they beat somebody. Jaime Magoya is a very good fighter. I mean, he he stays busy. Very very good fighter. I want to see him fight somebody. He hasn't fought anybody yet. He he's beating a bunch of stiffs. Okay, so uh, you're talking about Munguia, right? Uh, yeah, Jaime Munguia. Yeah, and uh, so they have, you know, like they're talking about Daniel Du Bois and Ryan See, Garcia. See, all these guys here. I saw Ryan Garcia uh, last year, and he put me to sleep. I mean, these four <laughs> guys, these guys haven't beat anybody. They haven't beaten anybody. So wake me up when they beat somebody. And they have the most inspirational as uh, Ring Bazai. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I would if you would have if you would have put if we would have did this award, I would have gave it to Ray Beltran because he had to win his fight to get a green card. If he would have lost that fight, his ass would have been shipped back to Mexico. Oh, all right. I've never heard of something like that where you get a green card yeah. by winning a fight. There was something. Uh, it, it, he was on a work visa, and and it. it was going. It was set to expire, and it, there was a whole want. lot of shit behind that. And um. Jim Lampley made a big deal about it the night uh, he fought his last fight on HBO. Okay, so he's he's moving? He's going somewhere else? No, he's still in the United States. No, I'm saying you're saying it's his last fight on HBO? No, it was his last fight. On HBO. He hasn't fought since that fight. Oh, oh okay. Now, what what's the uh, – we, we did like – they don't do network of the year – like we do. No, they right? don't do network of the year. No, no. Right, and they and they obviously don't do pussy of the year. Well, uh, they but have, they have, let me see something here. They have highly unofficial awards. Let me see if they have something close to a uh, pussy of the year. Let me see. Bop, bop, keep it fun. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. I'm I'm looking through these to see if there's anything close to that. Bop, 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 bop. They usually don't have negative awards, you know. No, but they have a, a section called highly unofficial awards, and there's some, there's some. But they're like, usually positive, right? No, 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 no. Look at this. This award is hilarious. In his last two fights, Kell Brook has had his eye socket damaged, first by Triple G, then by by uh, Errol Spence. And the award they the unofficial award they gave to him is what he's in danger of becoming. The next Ray Charles. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. Right, let, let me keep going. Let me see. Pa pa pa, pa pa pa. Looking for those. Da, da, da. 
no, 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 no. No, no, okay, no, nothing, no. They, nothing they, 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 they don't have anything close to what we give as far as that. Uh, these awards change from time to time. These other fish awards, but it's right. funny. Like they got the Steve Harvey moment of the year. I think Steve Harvey when he did an award show. Right, he the, fucked the, up. The, the, yeah, Michael Buffer uh, did that in the uh, one Estrada Carlos Quadras fight. But not only did he he announced the wrong the, winner. Oh, no, no, he combined their names. One oh. Estrada versus Carlos Quadras. He goes, the winner is Carlos Estrada. Ah, <laughs> oh, dumbass. <laughs> He's going senile. So, so okay, we have a little time here. So let's do a little prediction game here. Who do you think will be the fighter of the year next year? If, whoever, uh, whoever wins Canelo, whoever wins Canelo Golovkin, right? He would. Yeah, but then again, they'll have, they'll the winner of that fight will fight one more time. And if the winner of that fight fights Charlo or Jacobs, that fighter could – I see Jamal Charlo and Danny Jacobs beating either of these guys. So that's no guarantee that the winner of this fight is going to be fighter of the year. Okay. But that promises to probably be the fight of the year maybe. I think the fighter of the year could be whoever wins that unofficial heavyweight tournament. If Joshua and Wilder fight each other this year, the winner of that fight will easily be the fighter of the year. But they're not going to fight this year. I if these I mean, two guys win in March, there's nobody left for them to fight. Who are they going to fight? It don't make sense. They got to fight yeah. each other. But they'll probably wait until next when you, year. In boxing, when you wait too long, you wait. sometimes you wait too long and the fight never happens. Perfect yep. example, Lennox Lewis versus Riddick Moe. That fight never happened because they kept waiting and they would lose in between. And before, and before you know it, one guy's punch drunk and the other guy cleans out the heavyweight division. Yeah, Tyson Holyfield, it should have happened a lot earlier, too. Well, it was supposed to happen in, 90, in 1991, but Tyson, A, got arrested for rape, and then B, had a mysterious shoulder injury. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very mysterious. Yeah. So, uh, and and the, um, what were we going to, oh, yeah, the um, the event of the year this this coming year is going to be what? I probably, it, it, well, if, if, Joshua, if Joshua fights Wilder, that'll be the event of the year. Okay, yeah, of course, that one. Because but, uh, that's uh, going to be record-breaking crowds wherever they fight. Right. But Golovkin-Alvarez um, is going to be But if probably... they don't fight, then you the Triple G of Alvarez would be the event of the year. The right, right. All right. So, and uh, I guess we got some um, some good stuff to look forward to here, so. Boxing is in really good shape in 2018. So, oh, and we got we've got a bunch of fights coming up that we'll be doing fight recaps. We got the March 30th fight between Deontay Wilder and and Luis Ortiz. You got the March 31st fight between Joseph Parker and um, Anthony Joshua. Those will both be fight recap shows. So those are two definite fight recap shows. Coming up in the future, and then um, oh, those are happening on the same weekend. That's great. No, no, no. They, 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 they're three weeks apart, four weeks apart. Third and March thirty first. Oh, I thought you said March thirtieth. Okay, cool. No, March third yeah. and, and March thirty first. Thirty first. All right. Well, so we'll know then. So yeah, and there's a lot of time in the year. So you're right. They could probably put yeah. That there's plenty of time, and there's no once these guys beat if everything goes to plan and. Joshua Wilder wins. 
they shouldn't fight anybody else but each other. And they ain't beating everybody else. There's nobody left to fight. We've been waiting for that fight, man, for so long. It's going to be great. Yeah. Mate, let, let, let's put it together. Let's put it together. Pay-per-view, uh, whether it's in England, I don't think you should have to fight in Vegas. They don't have a venue big enough for, for, for that fight. That fight's got to be in a stadium with at least 50,000 people. Uh, Texas Stadium, I mean, Cowboy Stadium, would be a, 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 the, the, the Dome in San Antonio. One of those stadiums should be fitting this fight in them. I would argue that fights in England because I think Max Money, the, you have the fight in London. That's Max Money. Will Pacquiao fight this year? I'm sure he will, right? He's fighting in the Garden for the first time in April. Oh, against who? Against a live body, Mike. I've been, I'm punch drunk, Alvarado. <laughs> okay. He's All right. fighting on the undercard of Terrence Crawford versus Jeff Horn. Oh, Terrence Crawford, Jeff Horn. Terrence Crawford's going to beat Jeff Horn. He is going to be such a... Jeff Horn. Two weeks ago, Jeff Horn was being interviewed. Oh, yeah, after I beat Terrence Crawford, I won Triple G. <laughs> 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 hey, man, you know, the guy might as well might as well talk it up. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> That is going to be a legalized manslaughter. <laughs> Terrence Crawford versus Jeff Ward, April 14th, Madison Square Garden. Another fight recap show that we'll be doing. Cool, man. So um, uh, we're looking forward to it. All right. Well, I guess we can wrap it up. And uh, next week we're doing another Greatest Performances. Yes, and we'll be talking about one of, if not the, Greatest Italian-American fighter of all time. We go way back here, ladies and gentlemen, fight fans. The legendary Tony Casaneri. I went, I went a couple of weeks ago to my storage facility to clean out some shit that was there a while. And I, a couple of, uh, uh, I ran into a videotape that I didn't know I had of two of his greatest performances. So we'll be, there's not much footage on them. These two fights are the only fights that are full footage of him that I have. So we'll be looking at it. Tony Casaneri is our is next is our next greatest performances in boxing history, and I'll send you the link in a few minutes. Sounds good, man. And uh, a little later on today, we're going to talk about Sugar Hill on Logan's Movie Reviews, starring the great Wesley Snipes. So um, check us out at Logan's Movie Reviews, and all our archives are at geekdom101.com, where one Silva has several articles up. Uh, and, and my recent article on geekdom101.com, as 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 people who have streaming service, Hulu, Netflix, Apple TV, you name it, you got it. We are living in an era where there's so much great television content, and I again focus on three of the best shows of the last ten years. One being Breaking Bad, which we did a podcast on a, a, a few weeks ago. Uh, Snowfall, one of the best few shows on television. And, oh, a show that happened a few years ago that we mentioned when we talked about Manhunter, a great show that was canceled after three seasons, Hannibal. Yeah, I love that show. I don't know why they canceled it. That show was tremendous. And they didn't didn't get, they're trying. Now, the producers of that show are trying to find a Netflix. Uh, but the thing is, the thing is, uh, either Amazon or Hulu has exclusive rights to 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 to, to, I got to uh, 
And so they have to get around that right now. But but neither who whoever the service has the exclusivity to their to the show as far as showing the the old shows doesn't want to up the money to start new shows. So they're looking to see if they can get another venue. And Netflix would be perfect. And the stars of that show, Lawrence Fishburne, Matt Mickelson, and Hugh Dancy, are up for coming back whenever the show comes back. They will stop what they're doing and uh, resurrect their roles. Yeah, I can see them just just doing a movie, man, because they're great. I mean, they could they uh, could that, that guy is that guy is that guy is he he's I mean he's he's every bit he's as good that, as uh, he is every Hopkins. bit as good as Anthony Hopkins. You goddamn right he is. <laughs> Maybe better. I mean, shit. He's like uh, I don't know Hopkins. Yeah, yeah. I mean, God, he's phenomenal. He he's more charismatic than Hopkins in that role. And you when you watch the show, you find yourself rooting for the motherfucker. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, plus he's a lot younger, you know, so he's got the yeah. going for. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he looks phenomenal for the. I think he's in his fifties. He looks phenomenal, that guy. Yeah, you know, it's because like so all those other movies that they came out with were pretty horrible. Uh, besides, yeah, uh, yeah, Hannibal Rising. Oh my god. Yeah, come on. All right, well, uh, we'll uh, we'll be talking soon about uh, Sugar Hill. So I'll talk to you then, man. Have a good one. Talk to you in a couple hours, big man. Later. Peace. Thanks everybody for listening.